Hi everyone, this is episode 112 of your favourite clan fan podcast, two minutes for chatting. And obviously, um, we come to you at the best times, just when the clan are in an absolutely terrible run of form. And uh, I've conceded about 100 goals in the last three games. But apart from that, um, there are other things, I guess, that are positive that we'll, we'll come to. Um, and obviously the playoff run-in is fast approaching, and yeah, I guess we're going to we're going to talk about whether or not we think the season will end in any kind of relative success or not. And yes, plenty, yeah. plenty to talk about as ever. Um, yeah, and most of it, most of it is not great as has been the the theme. The overall theme this season. Yeah, we're we're better to start though than an actual victory because it's the only one in the past five games that we can talk about. And it was I was going to say all the way back. It's actually not that far back, but fourth of Feb, three one at home, we beat Fife, um, and actually given. Obviously, as we've said before, Fife's position in the league, those are really, those are almost the crucial wins. Um, and it, I think the highlight of that game was a, a Brad Kennedy goal. Yeah. Yeah, you don't hear that name come up on the score sheet too often. No, not at all. Um, what a goal it was as well. Okay. I think I was at that game. I'm actually trying to remember if I was or not. Yeah, I think I was. Um, yeah, I was because that was that was Kennedy's goal. It was it was an absolute belter, wasn't it? Yeah, so I, think, I, I remember texting you. Yeah, that was that was the one you were at, and it it sort of continued a bit of a run of form that we'd been on, um, and yeah. obviously Fife coming, and is the. The closest rival, I guess you could call it, at the moment for a playoff spot. Um, the other two goal scorers, McParland and Hayden, more familiar faces. <laughs> um, and then Fife with a consolation at the end of the third period. But you know that that was a that was a crucial win at that time, and sort of kept the good feeling that was around going, and you know created a wee bit of space between ourselves and Fife at that time. Um, but that sort of almost served as the as the tipping point where nothing nothing really went right for us since then. Um, we've had we can come back to it in, in particular details, but uh, a four three home defeat to Cardiff, an eight nil, yes, that is eight eight zero <laughs> defeat. Away in Belfast, a six-two home defeat to Manchester, and then uh, last night a five-one defeat down in Cardiff. Albeit, I think last night, from from what I've seen, perhaps was a bit closer than the scoreline actually does reflect, um, and we'll come on to that. But uh, the the Cardiff the Cardiff home game. Was a real close one. We'd obviously beaten them uh, the last time they were at Brayhead, and uh, just a 
a single goal in the, in the third period for them. Got them the two points, um, which was quite disappointing because, again, even, even a, a point going to overtime would have been crucial, but uh, it was a goal that I think took a bit of a deflection off somebody, maybe solo, um, and it meant mm. that, that John Hughes couldn't couldn't keep it out. It was a bit of an, uh, an unfortunate goal, but uh, yeah, disappointing, and maybe that took some of the the wind out the sails from the the form. I don't know if it's right to say that, but um, obviously a disappointment to lose in that way. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that game was necessarily the the tipping point. I think we looked the better team certainly in the in the first period. Um, going into one up uh, and get a short-handed goal as well, which is something of a novelty um, for us. So that was, you know, obviously good to see. But um, yeah, going in equal after the second as well, we always still think you're in with a chance. Um, but Cardiff do what Cardiff do, and they scored the seven minutes to go there or thereabouts. But actually looking at the stats for that game and seeing that Cardiff outshot us 51 to 18 yeah uh, I, I actually just went onto that page there which yeah probably tells more of a story than um, than the scoreline does I would suggest yeah it was a, it was a, a bit of a reversal from the last time they, they came up um, where I think we we um, were the dominant team um, but yeah Cardiff Cardiff getting that goal in the end Two from Trevor Cox, who's who's been a one of their best players this season. I think might be their top scorer. I'm just guessing things at the moment, but yeah, 50, fifty-one shots on goal. Um, so again, John Muse with a a ninety-two percent save average, which is excellent. Um, but. In the end, I guess disappointment is you leave with nothing in another home game that I feel like we could have possibly at least taken a point. Um, the the Belfast eight nil hmm. is just that's kind of on another planet. Albeit that actually it was only only two goals conceded in the first and third periods. It was that second period where we conceded six. Um, which just is unacceptable for for any team. Right, uh, it was a total disaster of a game. Um, and again, it's a game where we've not we've not scored. Um, there's been 15 games this season where Clan have scored one goal or less in the game. 15 games. That's um, that's across the league and Challenge Cup. But taking out the Challenge Cup is 14 games. Um, so doing a quick, a quick mathematical equation will tell you that over thirty percent of clans' games in the league, we've either scored once or not scored at all. And that's just completely unacceptable for profe- like for a professional club. It's unacceptable. Um, and yeah, I mean uh, Belfast. We know we know Belfast and what they're like, and we know that they can. Hurt teams uh, that middle period, can, you know, conceding six goals 
like that and um yeah three three in three minutes um in in two separate spells in that period is not again it's not good enough and you know two of those goals or sorry three goals on, on the power play um so there's a whole host of issues there really that's that's just kind of manifested itself in uh in that period one being how good Belfast are and you know how how bad we are and you know we can't continue to take penalties and sit in the box um which was again I think uh part of the issue in in the other games as well but that we'll come on to but yeah just in general it's a it's a really really disappointing uh game and you know uh, looks to have been I think the turning point um you know you could look at the card of game obviously they've lost it but it was you know the score was tight at least yeah um whereas this one it was just yeah we were completely blown out of the water yeah hard to hard to recover from you obviously mentioned the the goal scoring issues um and and one thing we wanted to talk about was the the fact that we've not been able to bring in another forward, um, we obviously knew that a couple of goal scorers have left, and uh, things things did pick up for a while. Obviously, with with some of the wins, but as you say, we've never been an extremely high scoring team, and it's situations like that Cardiff game. Possibly where um, a goal scorer maybe makes that difference and just creates a chance or a goal out of nothing, and um, it's what a lot of the other teams have that that we lack because clearly we can't rely on defence on ourselves defensively as much as we had done in the past few games. It's just. The scoring dries up and the defence starts letting in goals. It all happens at once, um, and we've not brought anybody in. So, yeah, it's, mm. that that sort of compounds the woe. But clearly, there there wasn't. You know, I I think there would have been some player to bring in, but it's just it's not happened for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean that's certainly what the what the rumor was. Um, you know, Clan had someone lined up to come in, but um, it was refused for um, for reasons unknown, really. Um, yeah, it's disappointing because we, the team did sort of galvanise for a bit and we were picking up wins against teams at the, the bottom end of the league, like Fife and Nottingham. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see that that, that signing hasn't, hasn't come through. Um yeah, it's just the kind of it's the next chapter in the um, in the book that's been this season, where you know we're, we're now you know we're without a coach, without a GM, and um, and now and now we're, just, we're not signing players that we need. Um, yeah, and you know talk about goals scored, but um, we've not. I think we've scored. Uh, over four goals a game in only two games this season. 
um, both against Dundee. So we've not we've not scored more than four goals against anyone else. of us. Yeah, um, we've recruited more defensemen. I think we've had eleven different D men this season. Um, yeah, we've got more D men than we've scored goals. <laughs> it's not far off. Um, yeah, eleven different D men this season, more than any other team in the league. And not to mention that's not including guys like Shabot and Stevenson as well, who have filled in on D. And um, I'm including obviously the players that have left, Gagletoff and Jake Bolton, etc. So, yeah, thirteen different guys on defence. Yeah, and of course <laughs> it's not it's not a, a slight on people that have come in. It's that. No, of the course. balance of the balance of recruitment and priority of recruitment um, yeah, is not is not there. It's not there, um, and you know it, it shows that you can't. Again, we can't go into a home game with Manchester and concede six, especially when we've heard Dyson Stevenson talk a lot in the various media channels about how these are the teams that we need to, to focus on um, and try and be, you know, 50% against the other teams. Manchester are a team who um, should not be coming to Brayhead and scoring six. Um, but it just shows, you know, they're, they've got a, they're on a half-decent run, a bit of confidence and have have some goal scorers. Um, it's not as if it's not as if we're not creating chances. I think we outshot Manchester thirty-five, twenty-three, um, and yeah, you could say I think did um, Ty Taylor see any time in that game? Did did Muse come out? I'm not actually sure. Uh, uh, if if I, Muse played the full the full game, but Muse played the full game in that game, but I think he I think Taylor did come in in the Belfast game. In the Belfast game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So and again, we, we've well we've talked about how Muse has been really good. So it's, it, you, know, you can't you can't be blaming him particularly for that, but um. Conceding six goals in, in 23 shots, I guess not ideal, but a lot of the goals from seeing them in the highlights, um, there's not too much they could do. And the team just seemed to have, yeah, like you say, lost a bit of confidence in, in some of that um, that kind of form from whether it's the Cardiff or the Belfast game, but it doesn't bode well going into the next the next fixtures, really. No, definitely not. And we're talking about guys as well that Manchester have signed during the season, like you know De Luca, for example, scored and got two assists in that game. Um, I mean, obviously, but you know his past and stuff like that, and then maybe just wanted to stay clear of anything that could be. Viewed as sort of negative in this in this season, so uh, maybe I can maybe understand why you wouldn't go for Sunday like that this season. But there've been other players and other teams that have left. Um, you know, Belfast get, get rid of a few players. Um, 
you know, it's just it's disappointing to be. Um, yeah, I suppose we're kind of going over old, old ground anyway. But just yeah, in general, in that Manchester game though, um, I'd seen online folk were suggesting that the performance in that game was even worse than the Belfast game, which I find hard to believe. Um, given that you know we've we've scored them without shot Manchester in that game, but yeah, it's, I think it's the nature of the goals that we're giving up. Just seemed to be really, really soft. Um, Very soft, yeah. And it's 23 goals we've conceded in the last four games. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, Muse has been kind of hung out to dry a wee bit by the defence. So, um, there's certainly, I mean, there's still issues all over the team. Um, but, yeah, I, given given the, the game that that was as well and, you know, what was... What was going on for that uh, that game as well for the lymphoma action and the the jerseys that we had and obviously raising money for um, for Alex Maitland, one of the clan's flag bearers. So you know it would have been a it should have been a better performance, really. Um, yeah, these these kind of things are give you a boost, and I'm not for one minute suggesting that. That kind of thing won't motivate the team, but yeah, like you say, kind of all the ingredients were there for a good performance, um, bounce back from a an eight 0 defeat. But yeah, it it wasn't to be, and um, I guess the positive from that game is actually the all the money that was raised. So I don't have a a, a specific figure. I don't know if you did, but um, obviously that was the that was almost the more important thing in a way that um, they raised so much money for an important cause. Just a shame that the, the performance couldn't reflect that. Yeah, I think I'm not sure how true it is, but I'd seen a figure online that was around twenty thousand um, that was raised, not just from that night, but I think like um, the like the auction after the game and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I think we've been uh, taking donations throughout throughout the week or the last couple of weeks as well. Um, so yeah, obviously for a great a great cause, and the jerseys looked looked really good as well. If not a wee bit Belfast giant, which is a, a shame that we didn't play like them. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that maybe they're trying to do that and hoping for a, that we scored eight, but. Um, there were eight goals in the game, ironically again, but <laughs> <laughs> sadly only two of them were ours. Uh, but yeah, good cause and shame the result obviously didn't um, didn't reflect it. I think, like from listening to Dixon and Stevenson, you, you can tell that they're passionate guys, and you know that all the players that will have hurt to have those those two defeats. And I've got no doubt that they're they're motivated to turn things around. Um, the Cardiff game last night was on TV, a five-one defeat in the end. But um, I think one of the the main talking points was a a controversial was it a high stick call that was made that was not reviewed um, that would have would have made it three-two. Is that right? With Give us a wee bit of momentum. 
yeah, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure why the goal was was ruled out by the officials. Um, yeah, uh, Dixon Dixon got a tip on the shot. Um, it, it wasn't. To be fair, I mean, it didn't look as if it was it was high sticks. Um, not entirely sure why it was ruled out. Um, I think they said on the broadcast on a number of occasions that you can hear like the referees are mic'd up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said on a few occasions that the goal was not reviewable um, according to the laws of the game. Now, I don't like, I've had to go and look at, <laughs> actually, went, I, I looked at the, the rule book on this on video reviews <laughs> because I, I genuinely just want to kind of know and um, yeah and was there not that Bounds is, was complaining his helmet was loose oh yeah I know. his helmet yeah. was loose and it's this not clear yeah. yeah it's not clear what uh, it would be nice to have a bit of clarity about the reason behind whatever it was yeah yeah definitely you... the, well the, the only thing in the rule book that I could see on video review was um, goal review procedures Goals will be reviewed where possible at the discretion of the on-ice officials or within the limited scope available through the coach's challenge. Um, Goal situations subject to video review. And in this section it says, all goal review situations are limited to the scope of the technology available to the on-ice officials at the time of the review. That is it. So there's nothing in there to suggest that because it was a high stick that it can't have been reviewed or similarly if you know if Bounds' helmet was loose that that would affect it. So to me it seems as if they've not they don't have the technology available to be able to review it. Yeah. I don't know if that's right or not. Just kind of yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen, I'm sure I've seen TV Elite League games where they've reviewed high sticks before. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, it would be nice to have some clarification, but that obviously killed a wee bit of the momentum that we would have had. I think that was in the third period, was it? With maybe... Yeah, it was about seven, six, seven minutes to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. And then, yeah, Cardiff scored with just over four minutes to go and then an empty net goal. Uh, but it's, yeah, I suppose th- these kind of things can affect the flow of the game, obviously. Um, if that had counted, you know, we might have gone on, got an, an equaliser and then maybe at least a point. But I think that would have probably affected the players and not that they'll use it as an excuse, but... They're quite quite significant um, incidents, and mm. obviously it, it doesn't come across as though a five-one game really particularly told the full story. The shots were fairly even, uh, 33-28, and uh, yeah, they they scored a power play goal as they did um, when they came to came to our place a couple of games ago, and that's really. That's really the difference there now, and um, 
third place, only a few points behind Belfast. So definitely in the in the title hunt, and it's just what these top teams do and the good organisations they find a way, and we are just not quite at that stage. And it was a a fourth defeat in a row heading into the, the crucial part of the season. It's slightly worrying um, to a have been conceding that many goals and obviously be not scoring. <laughs> no, um, no, I mean like that. That was a poor call for me um, on that goal, but uh, you know whether that will change the game or not, you 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 don't really know. Um, I would suggest probably given the way most of the or other games have gone this season that we weren't going to score any more. Um, but you never know. Um, and actually, the goal, the clan goal itself was was really nice. Um, McParland they got it, but it was a lovely pass across the ice from, from Hayden uh, and it was a, a great finish um, so a high past bounds and you know we had a, a couple of other sort of grade A chances that, that could maybe have turned turned the tide but um, just obviously we can't take these chances um, apart from that yeah too, like, too many penalties um, other than the the fight that Stevenson had, there was seven uh, minor penalties on Clan. Um, so uh, you know we're kind of running out of time, but that kind of really needs to be sorted out. Taking too yeah. many penalties, um, and while we did okay on the on the penalty kill, but it, it just leaves you short for large periods of the game. And eventually, a team like Cardiff are going to find a way to break you down. And you know, we kind of know what, what this Cardiff team are. They're full of speed and play with high intensity. Yeah, the 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 disciplines has been an issue consistently, um, and it's never really. There's been the odd game where we've. I, rem- I remember at the start of the season when one of Malcolm Cameron's kind of first comments in in, in an interview after the game was. We took no penalties, so that was good. But obviously, I think we'd lost the game. You know, it's been essentially one or two games when the discipline's improved, but then then you lose it again, and it really it does hurt you because uh, we can't we can't score when it's uh, when it's even strength. Never mind saying that we did actually get a, we did get that short-handed goal, but. Yeah. Realistically, if you're you're going by the numbers, the chances are are very slim. So, you know, it's yeah. it's it's what uh, eight eight games to to try and improve that and a number of things. It's it's looking desperate, but you know, uh, well, that is desperate it's desperate times. And again, like even at the start of that game, we didn't start well. You know, we were three 0 down before. Um, before Stevenson um, picked a fight with Mark Louie and that seemed to give the team a, a bit of a spark I think we scored probably about a minute after that that fight so it did that did kind of stir things but why is it taking why is it taking a fight for us to to come out and start games we're already 3-0 down at that point so it's 
Um, yeah, it was already kind of backs to the wall. Um, but yeah, just they can't deal with fast teams as well. This this is something else. Um, Defensemen, players in general, just want too much time on the puck, not decisive enough. Um, and you know, guys like Sanford and Trevor Cox and uh, Riley Brandt and whatnot are all really Waller. quick. Josh yeah, Waller. Josh Waller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really quick, really quick guys, and um, eventually they just, you know, they, they found a way to, to sort of grind us down. And I've kind of alluded to before, but Muse can only face so many high percentage shots in a night. Um, yeah, the thing about these teams as well is that they've got a number of different ways to get uh, to get results and goals, and it's just very one dimensional from us at the moment. Yeah, you know it's yeah. through the same two or three, two or three guys, and you look at Belfast and Cardiff and those teams that this the scoring is generally spread out. These these teams have like multiple guys at the top of the scoring charts, and um, yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it's something that we obviously will not solve this season. That it needs to come from. The recruitment and the coaching and all sorts of things, but um, you know it's been years since we've had that sort of thing, and and that's the difference. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, I'm not just singling out the forwards for not scoring, but I'm also talking about defensemen as well. Um, other than taking in shorthanded goal, and I think Drew McLean scored one as well. Like with. Um, those are the only two goals from defence in the last six games as well. So secondary scoring is just non-existent. Um, and then you obviously do need to look at the forwards as well. The other guys that are there, Shabbat, County, Peacock, Dunbar, Dixon as well, not really um, doing anything consistently. Um, and, you know, maybe that's... Maybe that's too much to ask for these guys because I think, you know, obviously guys like Shabot, like they're not point a game type guys and never have been really, but um, yeah, you're, you're looking for more out of these other guys. Yeah, the, these guys that we wanted to were the ones to watch at the start of the season. <laughs> need, to, need to step up. Um, but yeah, so looking ahead to the the eight games we've got coming up with with current form in mind. Um, we said before we recorded this, things are sort of skewed and that we've still played um, three games more than the than Fife have played the next next highest. We've played forty six games, so only eight left. We're five points ahead of Dundee, who are tenth, but they've played six games fewer. Um, so, I mean, at the moment, in all honesty, my my sights are set on finishing eighth, and that's the best that it's going to be. Uh, I do remember you, a few. Do you think that's achievable? Like, do you? Do, you, do, do I you think it's achievable? Yes, I do. But do I, <laughs> the next question is: Do I think it will be achieved? Um, <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll give you <laughs> yeah. What be achieved? My my, right. my quick analysis 
So we've got um, five five away games, three home games. Given the home form, that might not actually be necessarily a bad thing, but uh, the home games are Belfast, which I'm going to write off. They're Lost. going to win the league, and I think they'll beat us comfortably. Uh, so that comes down to Fife and Nottingham at home. Uh, I think the Nottingham game is the penultimate one in the season and I think we'll be desperate by then and we could possibly take two points there. The Fife one at home is absolutely crucial. It's, a, it's just a must win. Um, and we play them, we play them again away. So we've got two games against Fife. Uh, we've got one against Dundee away, which is a must win. Um, so I think just the way Manchester have been playing, we're away to them on on Sunday. I j- I'm kind of struggling to see us getting anything from that. So I think our best chance is six points. Sorry, is eight points from two five games a Dundee and a Nottingham, and I think eight points will be enough to finish ahead of five for sure. Eight, eight points from eight games, then. So you're, <laughs> you're taking, taking the Malcolm Cameron view of a point, point a game. A, we'll get point a game. Point a game for playoffs. Uh, but I, I suppose. Six, let's say we get six, six points from those eight games, we'd finish on 35, so almost certainly eighth would still be the best, Um, and it comes down to needing favours, as Craig Anderson so aptly put it, from other teams, but (laughs) yeah, it'll come down to five, I think, Dundee albeit they've got the games in hand, I just I, I don't see I don't see them being good enough to get into the into the position. So I think it's between us ourselves and Fife and uh, that means now I'm gonna have a quick look at I'm gonna have a quick look at Fife's Fife running, but I've got a feeling it's it's fairly tricky. So the emphasis at the end of this huge Spiel is that it will come down to the the games against Fife, Fife and Clan for for both of us. Yeah, Fife. I've just I've just had a look at the schedule there. Um, yeah, quite quite it's tricky. Tough. It's quite it's tricky because they've still got still got um, Guildford to play a couple of times, Belfast, um, Cardiff, Cardiff a couple, of couple of times. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's my is, that's my thoughts. It is good, like it is going to be tricky, obviously. Um, but Fife are also playing in the Challenge Cup final next midweek as well. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. I was I was going to say that, um, and ha- have to say, hats off to to them for getting through there. I think first team from Scotland to, to make the final. Um I I, yeah. I still think that I still think that Belfast will beat them but 
fair play getting through against Sheffield in, in two legs. Um, and yeah, just having that extra game, I guess, could could help us in a way if if you know it means that they're tired from the travel or pick up injuries and just one extra game midweek. So that that could help us. But at the same time, if Fife do win that game, which they could do, I, I don't expect it, but they could, then will that give them a boost and actually they'll they'll stay in eighth? I don't know, but either way, it's it's unacceptable for us to not finish in the playoffs, as it has been <laughs> when that's happened before. But but it's 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 a high it's got a high chance. I think that well, who who would you say are favourites to do? It? Are you are you on in the same boat with all that stuff that I've rabbled on about? Um. I think I, I agree with with what you said about about our schedule, and I think eight points is I think the best that we can hope for at this point. I don't see us turning it back around now. Um, I, I think we've just we've gone too far the other way again. So I think we're um, yeah, our best hope is is eight points from those games. But I'm look, again looking at. Five schedule and it is tough, but they've obviously got those those games in the hand. I would I would say Fife would probably be favourites to get into the playoffs at this point. Um, because they'll be looking at games against us as well, thinking that's two oh, points. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, they played Dundee, and you know, you, you never know. In, in a lot of these other games as well, they've got Nottingham. At home as well, so yeah, it's going to be. I think it'll be really close. Um, but you know, I, I I think for me, Fife are the are the favourites at this point. They have to be. Yeah, I think that um, the Manchester result is kind of put a bit of a spanner in the works for us because I think if we'd have beaten Manchester, obviously, obviously, we'd have been two points further on. It's a very Charlie Nicholas statement, but uh, I think generally from memory, our record in Manchester has not been too bad. Uh, And I I think we would maybe have gone to Manchester with a wee bit more confidence. Uh, Whereas now I I see that game as as trouble for us. Um, And, you know, that that could have been a a four-point swing that would have been crucial. our, our record in Dundee is is not great. We've we've struggled there at times, and yeah, we must beat them. But again, if they're they're looking to get back in, then that is the fixture that they will target. So you yeah. know, I, we can't. I can't say there's any chance really of us getting something from Guildford. Just because we absolutely never do. But then you, looking at it in a positively, you can't rule out that the last game of the season that we wouldn't win in Sheffield, if you know that the, their position's already set. Um, we've done it before this season. Yeah, and and also their form's a bit hit and miss recently. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, went out of the Challenge Cup, so that's mm-hmm. that can't be completely dismissed. 
Um, and that's the same for Fife, I guess, in some of their games. But just looking at it like that, yeah, I, I suppose Fife are favourites, but I think we need we need six points and, and see see what happens. If we get eight, then you know we might just we might just do it. But if if Fife if Fife beat us probably even one of those games that's it that's over yeah yeah so so those are the three and then you know it might be that by the time the five game comes round they're already uh, four points ahead of us or something like that and Dundee are uh, only a couple of times yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. it's hard but I'm for a change I'm going to be more optimistic and say that we might just might just sneak in but no, it's, um, I mean it's good good for at least one of us to be a bit more positive I just can't see just the way this season's gone I just can't see anything other than it failing in I know. utter misery what, uh, what, what would you say to almost wanting it to fail if I'm playing devil's advocate that it's just almost like that was it clean slate whether it's ninth or 10th whatever that that's the sort of nail in the coffin and it's the end of the the Neil Black era obviously slightly coming on to the whole sale sale of the club aspect of the discussion but would would finishing out the playoffs almost be a blessing in disguise to push that deal through and if we did get into playoffs and whatever else, would that be would it, would that be bad for it? Is that just making up nonsense to talk about? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's it's good good points to make. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm slightly conflicted. I, you always kind of want like you go and support the team. You always want the team to do well. Um, but the, yeah, again, it's just kind of the way that everything's gone this season, and um, you know, yeah, we don't. I mean, we're going to go over old ground again, but um, this old we, ground's got so many potholes in it; it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, all the past. clan podcasts are the same, really, though, aren't it? Well, haven't it? This is it. Yeah, yeah. New Black Road's been. Fill up our holes, not getting worse. He's not yeah. doing it enough. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There might be something behind that, though. If we if we miss the playoffs, is that going to matter? Is is Neil Black going to think, well, this is it. This is this is the time to just cut ties. Um, I can't. I don't know. Because to me, I think it's. Uh, again, we'll, we'll come on to this, but from Glasgow Clan Limited, if they're under the impression that discussions are, are going well and they're positive with Neil Black over the sale of the club, so you know if that's <clears throat> if that's the case now, what what could Clan do now at this point that would change that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a couple of weeks ago their statement. Um that obviously reiterated that Neil Black is still wants to sell the club and they're trying to conclude things and it, it takes a lot of time. 
Um, and I've got no doubt, obviously, they are working hard. It's it's a frustration because we don't know. And, yeah, we don't know what the result of the season is, is going to have any effect on it. Whether he is actually going to sell and and we'll be able to move on. Um, or if it's just going to linger around for so long and eventually maybe he pulls the plug and decides that that's, that's not going to be the case. But um, like we said, it is good to see these updates. At the same time, I'm kind of slightly impatient, as I'm sure others are. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm sure they are. Them, they are, exactly, yeah. they are. You do, they probably aren't. These aren't the updates they want to be putting out, but at the same time, those are the ones that is is all they can. Um, and yeah, we've just got to hope that. Like, I'd obviously want us to get in the playoffs and maybe somehow make the final four. But whoever it is, <laughs> if we win the playoffs, if, yeah. Yeah, if we win the playoffs, maybe that means that the sale the sale won't go through. I would, I would rather the sale went through, obviously. But the eighth, eighth place is probably going to play Belfast in my mind. So, you know, yeah. I, the only, the only, the only way that I would want us to miss the playoffs is that it would be an extra game that Neil Black won't get the profit from. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can't. Like, for me, it's about. It's about the team and the players that, that pull on the jersey. Um, you want to go and support them, and it has like I know we've kind of uh, we've kind of talked at length about a lot of the, the failings in the team this year, but you always you'll always get behind them. Um, of course, yeah, for for any game. So it's just yeah, I it is one of it's kind of one of those. So a conflicting feelings. Good question. Yeah, and, th- and this has an impact on next season as well. When players look at how a team's performed, and obviously the ownership uncertainty that I'm sure other teams have already started planning way ahead for who's coming back, and that that just will not. We won't be able to do that because there's no. There's nothing set in stone, and how can guys sign contracts with teams that they don't know what the ownership's going to be and who'll be coming back and the coaching situation? It's actually just an absolute shambles. But <laughs> it's, fucking it's, disaster! I hope we like hope we never have to have a season like this again. Yeah, I know. Because it's just yeah, I know. So and it's yeah. like you get to a point where you're where you're no longer angry, or you're like. I actually don't have the energy to be angry anymore and then something else happens and it just starts it all back up again yeah and so of of course you want to finish in the playoffs and we'll, we'll support the team but it's it's that that way of, of thinking that if we don't will that mean that ties are cut and we can move on I don't know I wouldn't mind that in a in a weird way but of course the focus is trying to get in those playoffs and the upcoming games Um, but it's going to yeah so the on ice thing 
is is going to be tough, and the off ice is obviously even harder. So, what what a, what a place to be. Eh? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I wondered when when that initial Neil Black statement came out, and it's nearly six months ago that he was thinking about selling the club, or the the statement came out that he was thinking about selling the club. So, yeah, it was October, wasn't it? Yeah, start of October. So we're yeah. We're into February, the end of February. So we're, we're closing in on six months here. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's going to be, I think it's just going to be drawn out. There's no indication that it's just around the corner either, really. And I think ev- even if it was, I'm not sure they could necessarily say. But uh, I don't know, we, we could still be talking about this through the summer and and then who knows what will be happening with the team because as I've said how can how can you plan anything when it when it's in that kind of situation but um, well that, I know that's probably a, a point for a, another podcast but teams like Cardiff and Belfast Guildford they'll already be planning for next season and they'll already have started the process and a lot of Players will probably have already been tied up for next season, but again, we're just kind of on the back foot. Yeah, every, every team will have done that, I imagine, to some extent. There are ones that are slower than others. Um, and like, it's obviously as as bad of a, as a season it has been. Um, Dundee's technically on ice season. Has been has been worse, so um, we could be in their position, but their off ice position is much nicer. <laughs> is much nicer than ours, so mm. yeah, it's one of those things. They'll, they'll come back and finish eighth, and we'll be tenth. So they'll have <laughs> the last laugh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, why why year it's been? What a season! Um, yeah, we could theoretically we could finish bottom. Um, again, and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but just the amount of games more that we've played than other teams in the league is just a bit ridiculous. And I don't know if that feeds into the. I don't know if you've seen the story about the ice, um, the ice rink closing for three weeks in March. Mm-hmm. I just I, I briefly saw this story before we came on, but um, mm-hmm. what was that for? Something else in the arena? I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I think it was well. On the face of it, it seems as if it's to cut costs, um, just for how much how much needs to go into actually running the ice and. Um, the energy costs involved around that, so um, yeah, not ideal. And obviously, the team will be having to train elsewhere. Um, but by that point, we'll be out of the playoffs anyway. Yeah, we'll just we'll, be. We'll be lucky if the, the players even show up for training at that point. To be honest, so yeah. and I don't blame them. Oh, I know. I know it's uh, a crazy thought, but. Um, the last time we discussed not being in the playoffs was what was it the John Tripp year we we missed out 
Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so doesn't happen often, but maybe maybe one year we'll return to the oh, old times of of uh, near the top of the table, but I think we know what we know what we know what's we'll needed for that. <laughs> we know what's needed for that to happen. Um we do. So yeah. yeah. Twenty fifteen. Um, bring that back. Uh one we've had one what playoff final weekend appearance in eleven years. Yeah. Um so yeah, the the regression's been horrible. And if we do miss the playoffs then we'll have missed the playoffs more than we've been to the playoff final weekend. Mm, that's unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Totally is. Um but yeah, I mean I, I guess we'll we'll do our best to record again before well <laughs> we might we <laughs> might record again if if we get to playoffs we'll be back recording. It'll be up to absolutely. you. It'll be. It will be, yes. Yes. I am we'll be on a poss- well, I say a possible break, a break for having having a baby, but um, there's yeah. still you never know. I, I still might be, I still might find the energy to come record. See is over the line in the playoffs. See is lift that <laughs> trophy, and then the takeover happens right at the end. Announced as soon as the as soon as the trophy is hoisted, then the the takeover announcements made and. Everything's good again, but we'll see. It's either that, that or tenth. If the, <laughs> yeah, uh, if the first thing happens, then yeah, that's a, a miracle child that you're bringing into the into the world, set to put things right at con. Yeah, <laughs> only the only only thing she's ever seen is clan victorious at the playoffs. <laughs> With yeah, new what, ownership, what victorious yeah. at the playoffs. I know, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, apart from that, apart from that, I don't think I had any other notes for things to talk about. Um, we obviously went over most of it. We did. We, you had said Challenge Cup final preview, um, but my preview is that Belfast will win, and fair play to Fife for getting there. But I think I said that. Um, did you have Did you have anything else to to cover? No, I think and I agree with you. On the the Challenge Cup, um, yeah, great for Fife to get there, given the season that they've had as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think Belfast, especially just now, they've they've had a red hot streak of form. So um, scoring for fun against bad teams like us in Nottingham, so um, and even good teams like Guildford, I think they put six past them as well. So they yeah, are they did. They did, flying. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. I'll pick Belfast, but you never know in a cup final. You never know. And form goes out the window. Say, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite sure it does. But um, yeah, good good luck to both of them. I think Belfast champions in in waiting for me. Albeit, obviously, expressed my support for Guildford to win it. Um, I think Belfast just in the end will will be too strong. But. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess until until we hoist that that playoff trophy, then um, we can live in hope. See you in forty three years. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> the team, the name will be. I've gone back to Brayhead, Brayhead Clan. Um, I think a lot of people want that. <laughs> yeah. If that's the only way, then whatever. We'll take yeah. it. Um, so Neil yeah, Black, Neil Black's head coach now as well. <laughs> I bet it will be in the year twenty sixty one. Uh-huh. Sitting on his wee Nottingham chair behind the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just smiling. Well, yes. Apart from that, thanks for everyone listening, and um, we'll be back for our playoff champion review um, in a few weeks. Indeed. Cheers, folks. Thank you.